This is the Everything EV Podcast by EV Powered. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Everything EV Podcast, the podcast dedicated to everything electric. I'm your host, Charlie Atkinson, and in these episodes, we'll be discussing everything to do with electric travel. So whether it be cars, bikes, boats, or even planes, we'll have it covered. We'll also be speaking to people from within the industry to get their views on the EV space, as well as other features such as electric car reviews, electric motorsport coverage, and much, much more along the way. This podcast is available on all streaming platforms, so be sure to subscribe to wherever you get your podcast from to receive every single episode as soon as it's released. And please do go back and check out all our other episodes too. In this episode, we're joined by Paul Routledge of Swedish EV charging firm Charjamps. Paul is here today to discuss the growth of charge amps, the lessons the UK can learn from the likes of Sweden, and how solar could be the way forward for the EV charging industry. So, Paul, great to have you with us today. Now, just to start things off, could you give us a bit of an overview of what charge amps is and what the sort of mission statement of the company is? Yeah, sure. So, um, charge amps, we're obviously an EV charging manufacturer based in, uh, based in Sweden. Charge amps have been around since uh, 2012. Uh, business has gone very well, uh, so we've grown grown very well uh, in Sweden over that time scale. Um, Chargeamps expanded out into uh, UK and Ireland, Germany, or sort of Gauss region, um, and Spain through uh, through last year. So I joined on when was it fourth of October? I joined. Um, so my role as regional director is to uh, develop the UK and Ireland business for for Chargeamps. Okay, great. And when you mentioned that the business has grown, what have been some of the most significant milestones for the company over the course of its history? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so the, interesting, actually. So the company started in 2012. Um, so Frederick Johnson, our our founder, um, early adopter of, uh, of an electric vehicle, very interested in, in sustainability. Um, so he was, um, he got his first Nissan Leaf, um, was disappointed in in the fact that you know chargers for such an intelligent vehicle that you know the charging infrastructure was kind of well it was not smart nor sustainable really um well, one of the first things that they developed was um uh, charging cables so the you know the charging cables that were available at the time weren't particularly flexible in you know very cold climates so it gets up to like minus 30 degrees up in in sweden so they developed uh, a new charging cable so a different compound of of the plastics used on the on the cables to make a more um, a more flexible uh, more flexible cable. Uh, 2015, the um, charge amps halo was uh, was introduced. So that's a 7.4 kilowatt residential you know, residential charger made from sustainable recycled uh, recycled and recyclable materials. Um, so that was launched. Um, started selling in the Swedish market. I think 2016, the cloud platform was launched. So bringing that intelligence um, to the smart charging, you know, the smart charging functionality. So um, you're giving people the capability to really understand uh, how much energy they're using, you know, maybe across a number of vehicles within within the family. Um, uh, also, um, and then the app, you know, uh, bringing the app uh, to market so that people could, Really, you know, manage your charging from whenever, wherever you are. 2018, I think it was 2018, 2019, the uh, Charge Amps Aura was released. So that's a dual 22 kilowatt charger, load balanced across the sockets. 
again, um, on the cloud platform, you can load balance across a number of charges. So if you've got, say, say 10 across a car park, um, you can load balance across each of those sockets um, across a car park. Um, and then 2021 looked at international expansion. So um, just looking at how, how, how the business has grown. Um, so we, you know, we publish our, our global figures. Turnover in 2021 was uh, just over 250 million Swedish krona. I think it was 254 million Swedish krona. It's around um, 25 million sterling. That was a growth of 145% on the previous year. So, you know, real strong growth. And that percentage growth, um, it's not quite as much for, uh, for 2022, but we're certainly looking at, you know, a very strong growth globally in, um, in 2022 as well. Just going off the back of that, I mean, prior to this interview, I always thought the Charge Amps was only focused on the domestic side of, of things. And I didn't know that the company had a presence in the public charging space. So what would you say is the sort of split between domestic and public charging from the company's point of view? Historically, I'd say the, you know, that the biggest unit volume has been in has been in domestic charging. So with the, you know, with the 7.4 kilowatt, um, if I can, if I can say for, you know, for the business locally, uh, we're doing a lot more in in that commercial or semi-public type of charging. Um, so, um, be it I don't know, you know, hotels, restaurants, golf clubs, um, the ability so providing the ability to charge, you know, kind of wherever you park your car, um, and that's that's kind of that that's something that we need to do you know, as a as an industry as a um, we we need to build that EV in, infrastructure so that people can charge wherever they park. You know, yes, you know, if you're lucky enough to have a you know, off-street parking or a you know dedicated parking spot with a charger, if you're you know, living in an apartment, and you can charge, you can charge at home, all well and good. Um, but to be able to charge, you know, kind of wherever you park your car, and that that's that's what we're, that's the the biggest rollout that certainly that I'm seeing at the moment um, in the UK. Good, good, strong, you know, residential. Um, business as well but lots and lots of growth you know away from that home charging piece okay just to go off on a bit of a tangent there when we look at the the uk would you say that being able to charge your car wherever you are like at the gym or the shops like you just touched on there should that be the priority for the uk and the ev industry or should there be more of a focus on home charging in your opinion yeah so um if if i look at there needs to be a change in, in behavior and we need to we need to be able to enable that that change in behavior for for drivers you know if, if we're going to meet those net zero figures and um and i'm you know i'm sure that we will i can see there's there's a, the increase in um in electric vehicles on the road and as as the availability eases on electric vehicles we need to provide more uh, more options for charging out in the marketplace so the you know those dc chargers um, where there's, you know, there's, they're great, um, they're great publicity pieces. You know, that so and so councils installed, you know, or planning to install fifty new rapid chargers. Great, and I use them all the time because I travel all around the UK, so you know, I use those all the time. But that ability to charge your vehicle wherever, you know, wh- wh- wherever your uh, wherever your life takes you. Um, I, I used to many years ago. I I, I drove a diesel vehicle. Um, and I used to go and fill up once a week. So I knew I had enough petrol, you know, diesel for the week. 
it was a specific journey to go and do that task fill up um what i do now um is i'll, I'll fill up at home um but i also wherever i am so be it in a hotel be it at a gym be it you know visiting customers um i i top up there it's a bit like i suppose a bit like your phone you know you, so you 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 um recharge your phone wherever you can so those the ability to be able to do that um you know to be able to add more range to your vehicle wherever your life is yeah you know, and, and again you know it could be could be going to a restaurant could be it could be at the office could, you know so wherever it is so that that infrastructure those um, and we're not you know we're not talking the you know, uh 70 miles range in you know in 20 minutes you know that you'll get with some of the rapid chargers um which are which and i'll admit are a godsend when i'm trying to get hold from home from london they're a godsend to be able to just pull in get enough range and get gone um but to be able to you know just live your life visit visit the gym plug your car in while you're at the gym um increase the range of a vehicle you know while you're while you're doing something else while just living your life so it's that but it's it's a change it's a change in mentality um but the infrastructure's got to be there to enable that change in mentality so that EV drivers are not, you know, are not thinking. You know, I need to, I need to go and charge at a specific place. You know, almost make a specific journey. Um, so yeah, that's that's um, that's my that's our priority is just to increase that um, that suite of kind of semi-public charges out there. Um, so again, you know, as, as a, a real use case, I I travel a lot around the UK, so I stay in a lot of hotels. More and more hotels, you'll see a, they've got a rapid charger in, you know, in a car park, which is brilliant. Um, if it's busy, you kind of got getting queue to, you know, to use it. Um, so you're not really relaxed for a while, you know, because you're kind of waiting for your turn to be able to plug the car in. Then once you've, um, once, um, once you've put enough range in your car, you know, you've got to move it. Just imagine in a hotel that's got maybe 10, 10 charge points so that you can just, you know, you plug in. It could be seven kilowatts, could be eleven kilowatts, whatever you know your car will take. So you just so you can you can charge it overnight. You know, kind of more relaxing, um, more availability. And when you talk about creating that sort of ecosystem of charging infrastructure, I mean, you always hear those sort of case studies of people who say they can't have an electric car because they live in a block of flats and they can't charge at home or or whatever. But when you consider the ability to charge at, sh- at shopping centres, retail parks, and other public settings like that. Do you think we're now at this stage where anyone can own and charge an electric car now? I mean, ignoring the initial cost element that comes with an EV, but just in terms of the availability of chargers in the UK? Um, I, I, I wouldn't say everybody. Um, I wouldn't say everybody could at, at all yet. Um, but we are. I, I, we're on the way. And we're certainly, you know, we're certainly better, better than we were. Um, I think what's that? That average... Was it the average commuting? So the average daily mileage is something around what's around 30, 35 miles. Um, if you've if you've got the ability to say to charge at work or you know charge at a supermarket, charge at the gym, wherever your life's going to take you, then um, then yes, it would it would be possible. Um, but I don't think there's enough of that for everybody to be able to do that yet. You know, there's still what is it the percentage of um, electric vehicles on the road? Is it around the 20 ish percent mark you know so it's certainly in the 20s um there needs to be a lot more infrastructure for that 
to change to a 50% or 60% of vehicles are, you know, are electric vehicles. Um, so then, yeah, there needs to be much more availability of charge points and different, you know, and, and again, different charge points. There is absolutely, there's a need for those rapid charges. Um, but again, that, that, that need for you to be able to charge wherever you, you know, wherever your life takes you. Um, and once, once that increases and electric vehicles you know, become more readily available, once the whole chipset um, issue is resolved and vehicles are more available and the price point, you know, so once that price point on, on vehicles is is closer to uh you know to a, a diesel or a, a petrol vehicle, then um then yes, you know, we'll be at a point where we can start to make that or, or really start to make that transition. Okay, great. And now just to pivot back onto charge amps for a second, obviously it's a Swedish company and Sweden and Norway and the other Scandinavian countries are, are always seen as being the sort of leaders of the EV industry, if you like. And I suppose the UK in many ways is trying to follow in those footsteps and we're just a little bit behind them. So what lessons do you think that the UK can learn from the likes of Sweden and Norway in terms of the rollout of, of EV charging? Yeah, so um, Anders, our CEO, um, he talks about the fact that Sweden's maybe three years ahead of the UK in, in EV charging infrastructure. Um, and then Norway are probably three years ahead of Sweden. Um, again, in, you know, in, in, in EV adoption and in, in EV um, in charging infrastructure. And I was in Sweden, uh, when was it? It was about a month ago, a month, six weeks ago. And again, there was certainly um, much more visibility of that public charging infrastructure so just that um that more more awareness i suppose and more, more awareness of it that um that you can kind of you know charge wherever that it's not just specific places um and and, and again you know a, a, a change in a change in attitude um and that change in understanding as, as well that you don't need your 250 300 mile range all the time in your vehicle because you know on a on a daily basis you're going to be using a range of even let's say 50 miles so you know it's that so that i think that's again it's um it it is about a change in mentality you know in users um mentality around around the way that they um fuel their vehicles if if i can use that you know use that as a term um, and, but it's always a question, you know, when you're driving an electric vehicle, I, I'm, I'm guessing that you, you'll drive an electric vehicle as well. Um, the, um, about the second question that is usually asked is what's your range? <laughs> How much range have you got? <laughs> and, um, I, and I'll be honest. I, um, uh, I couldn't tell you exactly how much range I drive a, it's a Mercedes EQA and it's around 200. But I, I couldn't tell you exactly what it is because I, I'm constantly kind of topping it up. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose that all comes down to perception as well. And I mean, one of the things I base almost on a daily basis is the misinformation about electric vehicles. And I mean, you'll know just as well as I do that it only takes one journey in an EV or running one for a couple of days or, or a week to to realise that it's easier than you think. And And just because you don't see EV chargers like fuel stations with the prices for petrol and diesel displayed it doesn't mean that there aren't chargers available and it's usually because it's you're just not looking for them so 
I suppose now it's just about building on top of the the charging infrastructure that we've already got and and getting the word out there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that one of maybe the third question is usually, um, so what happens if you run out? You know, so, <laughs> well, um, well, the same as used to happen if I ran out of diesel or petrol. <laughs> it was the same thing. Um, but it's all, that that's that's kind of the question. It's really it's really interesting, you know. That, that and so people are looking at those you know those negatives on it. Um, I find it you know. So I mentioned you know as a, as a kind of typical journey driving say driving down to London. Um, I know that I'll I'll recharge at some point during that journey. So I find it more relaxing because I'll you know I'll stop off. I'll plug the vehicle in. I'll grab a coffee. I'll check email. And I'll check messages on the phone. And then you know after. 20 minutes 40 minutes whatever it is get back in the car and you know and, and just continue with the journey i said like, fine it's it's more relaxing than you know kind of trying to power somewhere in that old diesel vehicle that i used to have i just i just need to get there i need to get there um i know i'm going to stop and recharge so it lets me do other things I, you know i find it much um um uh, much more relaxing and i and i think that and, and there are you know that more more fleets are moving to electric um and I think I think there's an education piece there as well for you know for large organisations in moving their fleet drivers to drive electric as well. You know, in that to get prepared, really, you know, to 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 prepare for. And again, you know, maybe a bit of a change in mindset, but uh, you know, to prepare prepare for um, making sure that you know you're, you're charging so there's enough range for you know for for business journeys that that you need to do. Um, but also how to get the best out of it because you know it can be it can be relaxing and it's you know, it's a great way to drive. Absolutely. And now I did just want to shift back to charge amps again because I wanted to talk about the company's commitment to solar power. And for me, the use of solar power just seems like such a no brainer. But we don't really see or hear too much about it. So, do you think that the UK and the EV charging industry as a whole is sort of missing a trick with solar? And how is Charge Amps looking to to change that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, do you know, I, I'm uh, I'm guilty of missing out on that bit because I haven't got solar panels on the, on the house. Uh, so, I, so I'm I'm guilty. I'm guilty of missing out on that. But it. But if you think about it, it goes hand in hand. It absolutely goes hand in hand when you, when you think about sustainability. So, you know, certainly, you know, with the weather that we've been having over the last uh, the last few days, the ability to charge your vehicle from, you know, from solar energy um, and the way that it works with uh, with charge amps. Um, we have an amp guard device, which is a, it's a load balancer. So it's a, it's a device that's used to, to balance the load across the um, the other uh, the other items that are using power within. I'll, I'll talk about from a house point of view. So the other items that you know, might be using uh, power in your house, so maybe electric cooker, maybe a hot tub or um, pool or um, uh, electric shower. Um, so it balances that, you know, looking at the feed coming into the property and then balances out the amount of energy that's needed for those other applications um, and then allocates an amount for, uh, for use for charging your vehicle so, you know, to make sure that you don't blow your, um, your main fuse. Um, the other piece to that, um, and it's always been there with uh, with Ampgad. The other piece to that is a plug-in for your electric, uh, sorry, for your solar panels, so that uh, when your solar panels are generating anything more than five amps, that can just be um, directed to charge the vehicle. 
you know, sort of, you know, immediately charge the vehicle. So we recently um, introduced the green charging feature on the Charge Amps app so that you can, you can set various schedules so that through the day, you can maybe you know, set the schedule as, as green charging so that uh, when your vehicle's plugged in, panels are generating more than five amps, vehicles being charged directly from your solar panels. Um, on an evening, um, you can just go back to your, you know, you can use standard schedules. So that, that, that's the way it works, um, is to enable anybody um, to use that, you know, that energy from, from solar. So again, much more, um, a much more sustainable approach and, you know, sustainability is absolute core to everything that we do. And do you think solar is going to be the way forward for the EV industry eventually? Yeah, I, I see. Um, so I see businesses. So that uh, businesses that we're um, that we're talking to and working on, um, you know, working on EV installations, um, I, they're also looking at solar you know, PV installations as well. Um, so they again, the two the two go hand in hand. Um, so you know, we, we talk about solar at the moment. Um, I suppose we need to look at what other forms are there of, of renewable, you know, renewable energy sources as well. Um, there's some, you know, some interesting wind power solutions as well. So you know, maybe those as well as we, you know, as we, as we move forward. The um, we've got to find we've got to find more sustainable ways of providing that that energy, don't we? Um, the the grid. I think one of one of the obstacles is is. Kind of that the grid at the moment is you know could be an obstacle just getting the power to the right places um so we've also got to look at you know, how do we bolster that grid as well so how do we you know how do we find other um uh, more sustainable or renewable ways of um of providing the energy as well so yeah i'd say you know solar solar is key not not just from a you know consumer residential point of view but from a you know from a business point of view as well Okay, perfect. And now just to wrap things up, I just wondered if you could give us a bit of an insight into what we can look out for from Charge Amps in the future and what the sort of short-term future for the company looks like, but also the long-term vision of the company as well. Okay. Um, if I just, so I, I mentioned sustainability um, and it really is core to, you know, to everything, everything that Charge Amps does. Um, so, you know, you'll have seen the products, um, understand that we use you know recyclable recycled sustainable materials um the way that we manufacture so we manufacture in sweden so components are, are brought into a, a factory in sweden so we build local you know we build locally once we've grown um to the right volume in the uk we'll build test and ship from a facility in the uk um so again you know helping with that sustainability piece i um I visited the factory on my last trip to Sweden um, and there was a line that was making the PCBs, you know, the uh, soldering surface mount components onto PCBs. Um, that uses a lot of energy. Um, so I asked the guys in the factory, how is that? Uh, where's that? Where does that energy come from? And that's from sustainable sources and from biomass. Um, so again, it's, you know, we're, we're all about sustainability. So what's, um, what's new or what's next from charge amps? Um, we'll continue um, to provide those sustainable, smart EV charging solutions, um, home use, so uh, for business use and for that that semi-public area that I talked about. So we'll you know we'll continue uh, we'll continue that. There'll be some new uh, new solutions 
available as we come into next year. So more charges available, more features available on the cloud and, and in the app. From, um, from an overall EV charging um, uh, marketplace point of view, um, as, as more vehicles become available, some more affordable vehicles become available, I think you know, that, that helps people, individuals make that change you know, to, a, to an electric vehicle. We, um, we need, as I said earlier, we need to help people um, change, that, change that mindset and, and kind of you know, get away from this, this range anxiety is not a nice term, but, but you know, to, to get over that, um, to get over that question of range, you know, so it's not, it's not even a question anymore. It, it, uh, as I said, with a, with a diesel or petrol vehicle, it was never really a question, ooh, you know, what's your mileage when it's full? So why do we ask that from, a, from an electric vehicle? So making, you know, making those changes. And then um, just the availability of charging, uh, charging to become more available with the different, you know, different levels of charges. Again, you know, rapid charges, great, um, great when you need them. Um, but to be able to charge whenever and, and wherever you need to charge. And once, once all of those, um, all those pieces slot into place, then I can see that there's every chance that we reach our net zero targets. Uh, by by moving individuals and fleets across to electric vehicles that's all for this episode many thanks for listening and if you liked it then please do check out all our other episodes and be sure to subscribe to wherever you get your podcast from to make sure you get every single episode as soon as it's released for daily news coverage features and much more you can also head over to evpowered.co.uk thanks once again for listening and we'll see you on the very next episode of the everything ev podcast